1: Producer Rob's kicking off the episode today. It is, uh, when you guys listen to this, it'll be Wednesday, January 11th, maybe the 12th, depending on how quickly we get uh, the day rolling and wrapped up. What's going on, brother? How are you? Man, you sound a little groggy, big dog. Uh, I haven't talked much this morning. I've been up since 5.30 and I've said like seven words. And they've all uh, been the up on. Maybe that's the key part. The 5.30 a.m. part. That's what's got you sounding. Yeah. there's a lot of weight That's like you had a rough night. No, actually, well, last night I went to sleep later than usual. But the night before that, I went to sleep at 8.30 p.m. Oh, early? The, the night before yesterday because well, I was getting ready for Javi and, you know, making sure everything was How'd cool. you
2: manage to go to bed at 8.30?
1: uh dude by seven don and i were just like hey are you tired like i'm yeah i'm pretty tired today we've Ooh, just been blowing and going since the first like from the first to the 10th we were just like be productive do get shit done right by the 11th we're like are you tired it's seven o'clock i am let's just go to yeah. bed happy new year <laughs> yeah happy new year
2: <laughs> january <laughs> january whooping y'all's ass y'all going, y'all going too hard bro i know but you know how it is the kids and the
1: life and everything
2: oh man i got little ones bro i so- know so I be hearing about Cameron Haynes, like, man, you know, he run about 25 miles, man. He, that, that's, that's a Tuesday for him. He do five miles before work, five miles during lunch, another five miles before going home. I'm like, what type of babysitter you have? Right. How old are your babies? Also. Because how do you squeeze that in?
1: Dude, Goggins. Did you hear the newest Goggins by chance on when, Rogan? Uh, no. Like two weeks ago? Charlie. Ooh, so good. So good. Uh, it was just like motivational? Yeah, you know, he's got another book out and he, he hasn't been on. He hasn't done a podcast since he did Rogan Original like five years ago. He hasn't done a Rogan podcast? He, hasn't done a po- he doesn't do podcast. <sighs> yeah. What? Yeah, he's like, nah, fuck that's a waste of time. Like he's doing all these other things, right? Oh. This hard ass, you know, Navy SEAL businessman kind of guy and he's running and blowing and going and doing shit and writing books. But uh, it's not his medium, right? Like, podcasting is not his main Interesting. thing. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, I did not know that. Speaking of podcasts, we have a special announcement for all of our Apple users. If you go to the podcast app right now, as you're watching this or listening to this, I'm going to do it with you guys. Open the podcast app. It's the purple app that says podcast. It's the iTunes app. It's where 90% of RPT fans listen to this show. If you are already subscribed to the show, which obviously you are because you're listening to this, or if you just search it in the search bar, and you ch- if you type in Chingo Bling, let's all do this together, everybody. You type in Chingo Bling, you are going to find that if you scroll down just a little bit, there's a Chingo Bling channel where you'll see all of the shows that are under the Chingo Bling Podcast Network umbrella. Now, if you click on RPT, which is the first one, yes. This sounds
2: so major. We have a network. Go on.
1: We got a network. Now, you'll see that you got the four shows, Scott for at the Time, RPT, Her Lounge, and What Did He Said. What Did He Said will have a new logo that Chingos uh, ha- has worked on that we're going to launch with uh, episodes, new episodes of that show. What Did He Said? This Tuesday? What Did He Said? Or say? when are we dropping on Mondays? We, we, yeah, we haven't officially decided that, actually, so you well, guys, we tell haven't me. dropped, I mean, we don't,
2: I guess really it's gonna depend a lot on you and Juan, but um we don't drop anything on Mondays currently. We don't. So maybe it'll be like um uh what did he say? Mm-hmm. What, what did he say? What did he say? We got Javi mm-hmm. Luna this episode coming up. What did he say Monday? And then you could
1: do uh Can see the Time.
2: Cafe the time on Tuesday. RPT Wednesday. And then the patrons got the RPT Thursday and Friday. RPT Friday. Yep. And the Apple Podcast
1: subscriber. Yep. So that's the new announcement. So, Apple subscribers, this is a new thing that they rolled out about last summer, I want to say, summer of 22, maybe late, late 21. And they want to rival things like Patreon, right? We've been talking about the Patreon now for two years. So, what I was getting at is that if you click on the channel or even RPT in general, anywhere, subscribe, whether you're subscribed or you search for it, you're going to see RPT members. 90% 90% of our listeners come from Apple. The other 10 come from, I, I say 5% Spotify and like 5% Google, but the bulk of it is from Apple. If you click on there, you're going to get access to a three-day free trial of the bonus episodes, which end up being Thursdays and Fridays. So triple the episodes per week. That's like tw- uh, three six nine twelve 12 per sound month. It like, sounds like you're trying to hook people
2: on Red Pill. The like, I mean, you they're already
1: hooked. You're like, the first hit is on me, big the guy. The first hit is on me because I don't want to get high of supply, you know what I'm saying? So you get a three-day free trial, and then it's going to be 5 bucks a month, just like our entry tier for Patreon. The difference is that our Apple subscribers don't get all the other perks. They don't get access to us in the Patreon. They don't get access to the Discord server. They don't get any of the other discounts that are coming with the new merch store. They don't get anything else, but they're huge fans of the podcast, so they're going to get more audio. Know what I'm saying sure. That
2: makes sense. I right? dig it. Yeah, I dig it. Makes total sense. I, I'm sure the people will dig it, and uh, if we got to make adjustments, we will.
1: Yeah. So if you happen to subscribe and it says nine ninety nine, it's going to be five dollars once that free trial is over. It's just taking uh, a little bit for the Apple pricing structure to take effect because it defaults to nine ninety nine. Um, but oh, wow. yeah, but most podcast creators on there. Um, do anywhere from like five to seven because also we got to keep in mind apple they're no punk they got to take their cut how much yeah. do you think their cut is
2: if it's anything like the music business it's a healthy cut it's a nice chunk what they going like 33 percent or something 30
1: yeah <sighs> so 70 30 it's a 70 30 split that. no vaseline bro like damn and if you guys love the content as much as you do i think you do and you're going to subscribe for more than a year once you hit the year mark apple they become a little more generous and they give you 85 Oh, okay. So after a 12-month, like if most of our patrons that are on there have been on there since the beginning of the show, so they would have hit that one-year mark, two-year mark even. And I think at two years, they might even bump it up a little bit more, but let's just try to get everybody on board to get the extra content in general. Yeah, for sure. Well, everything you just said is a clip, Yep. and let's push it. Hell yeah. Uh, So let's just start off the episode nice and easy. Joe Breezy had some documents found in his motherfucking closet. (laughs) (laughs) When's the raid starting? My butt's been white. I'm not I like, scared no ghost.
2: I like chocolate chip. I'm a chocolate chip kind of guy. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, you know what? Shout out to jo- Joseph Raheem Breezy. He has solved racism. Um, uh, Stevie, Stevie Capone sent me the, uh, the clip I had posted a while back of the, of the guy that interviews people. And he's like, uh, you know, Trump or Biden? Yeah. A little Hispanic dude with a yeah, yeah, little yeah. fanny pack. He's like, Psh, Biden, fool. And he's like, OK, why? And he's like, because fuck Trump. He's like, why is that? Uh, and he's like... Because I'm Mexican. Because I'm Mexican. And he's like, are you here illegally? No. He said, but what does it have to do with anything? Mm. And then he says, uh, I don't want to go over the wall. And then he's like, are, are you here legally?" And you're scared of get, being deported? He's like, no, nah, I'm here legal. And he's like, so why would they deport you? <laughs> and he's like, psh, psh, white people or <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Stevie sent it to me and I'm like, <sighs> there was so much to unpack. I was just like, bro, it, the media did their job. And people would have voted for this uh, plastic water bottle right here. Yeah. Uh, over anything over the racist orange, man. You this know is, what I'm saying? dude,
1: such a perfect <laughs> launching point for this conversation because I was listening to on the way here to the studio the Hodge twins were on Tim Pool on Monday night. And, uh, They had the exact same thing, right? Happened to them when they were, they were, they're now they're known as the conservative twins, but everybody that knows the name the Hodge (laughs) twins knows them from the fucking fasting twins, the the fitness twins, all the YouTube channels that they had about fitness. What was that? Intermittent fasting? A whole channel dedicated to IF. No shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they, they've they been on YouTube for 10, 12 years prior to all this political stuff mm-hmm. uh, Over the last, mm-hmm. you know, three-ish years mm-hmm. And they were like, man, uh, our agent, you know, told us it was political suicide Like, it, it was career suicide, rather Like, don't do it, this, that, and the other And they're both, you know, they're half black, half white Their wives are from, like, Guatemala and Jalisco Like, they're they're married to Hispanics to, Oh, one's from Guatemala? Yeah, I believe so One's from Jalisco, for sure Okay And the other one may be Gu- Guadalajara I don't know
2: you like you know the, all the Mexican countries yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah. Right? I, I think even I don't know if it's Guatemala, yeah. Guatemala, fucking Jalisco, El Salvador. Nicaragua? No clue. Hey, like midnight, he was like, Nicaraguans? He was like, Nicaragua. He was like, man, I just found out that's a Latino country. <laughs> <laughs> like that. I don't want to murder his joke. Shout, shout out to Men. He's like, Nicar- Nicaragua? N- uh. Nicaragua. <laughs> Nicaragua. He's like, man, I just found out.
1: Say that a little slow at midnight. Yeah, anyway. Uh, But yeah, so they were on there and they were talking about all this kind of stuff and they were just like, dude, it's crazy that they're telling Tim how. how from one day to the next, like, their stand-up shows had a whole different audience. Their audience abandoned them almost overnight because 90% plus of, you know, black Americans vote Democrat. And they're like, that's crazy. No other demographic 90% votes for one side no matter what. Like, you couldn't talk. No sense in these people. They were, you know, super close-minded and ignorant. And they go on through this whole conversation, which I'm only, like, halfway through. But you can relate to some of that for sure. He just called me close-minded and ignorant, dog. See. <laughs> I said they're pants, not you.
2: N- nah, see, no. Nah, but see. I was also one of those people that was kind of like, oh, I'm Democrat by default. You know, they're the ones that care about the downtrodden and
1: the the Well, they said the same thing about themselves.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so, but you have to also remember, like, why is such a... Why had, like, when you said the statistic, why so many black folk, like, still tend to vote Democrat Mm -hmm. no matter what? Like, why are they so entrenched with one particular party? Yeah. And why is that a trend statistically? And, I mean, one could argue that... Folks on the left not only knew how to mobilize and do outreach and kind of hijack movements a little bit and, like, wedge themselves, like, oh, we marching. Yeah, we marching. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, motherfucker, who are you? I'm ally. (laughs) And Malcolm X tried to warn y'all. You know, he's, like, a political football, and we don't really have much say because they just play the game different. but they'll pick up an issue and make it a football, you know, whether it's abortion, you know, you mean, you mean reproductive health and it's like, stop mutilating kids. You mean gender affirming care and they just playing political football. So my point is, um, you know, why do so many people of certain particular groups tend to just stick and be loyal? Mm -hmm. Like how did it become so part of the culture? meaning you're a sellout and you don't you're self-loathing whatever and you a coon and they using you and this and that. How did it become so entrenched? Well, I mean number 1, they be at all the black churches. Yeah. That's still a thing. That's still a thing. You know, you always going to have it don't matter if it's a white democrat uh for example, when um check this out. This is like off the beaten path a little tangent. I like it. In Jay Prince's book He talks about how um, his church, which Mm -hmm. he like gave them like a million dollars and everything else. Like people knew, yo, Jay Prince getting his music money. He skated a whole church. So that church was hosting Al Gore. Okay? Okay. Democrat. Yeah. So that church was hosting Al Gore, which that's a common thing. You always gonna see the Democrat politicians, whether it's Joe Biden, Kamala, I mean, just name one. Lena, probably Sylvester Turner, they're going to be at the black churches, right? They got to keep it the way it is in the culture and and whatever and get the co-sign from pastor. right? Now, where was I? Um, Jay Prince, the church. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Okay, Al Gore. All right. So, Ross Perot, I believe he was running independent or I don't know. Yes, he's the one that split the vote. Okay. So, Ross Perot had bread, right? Like super rich dude from uh, up north, like Dallas, Texas, Right. Word on the streets, in the Jay Prince book, uh, The Art and Science of Respect, basically, Ross Perot did fake news and planted a fake story, like, with his money and influence. Oh, I think even the newspaper he might have even owned. Uh, it was like the Dallas Morning News or something. Y'all fact check me. And... Basically, when he was in the in the in the church in the pews, the day that Al Gore was up there, he was just there for his church. He he was like had no dog in the fight, and he kept telling his wife like, I, I feel like these Secret Service people or whoever these little people that came with them, like who are these cats? Like these are some outsiders, right? I feel like they're kind of uh, focusing on me. And she's like, No, no, stop! You're being paranoid. He's like, I don't know. I kind of I get the sense, you know, and come to find out. He he basically said, "Let's go ahead and leave it. Let's get out of here, right? I'm not gonna go do the handshake with Al Gore." So Ross Perot had planted the story that Al Gore was receiving, uh, uh like he got like half a million dollar donation from Jay Prince, in in exchange, you know, a you know, in his eye, a murky, past, shady mm. type of dealings. And this is who Al Gore. So Ross Perot had people there to try to get a picture of Jay Prince shaking hands. With Al Gore at the church to create the fake news that he gave Al Gore half a million dollars. And that really, that rumor off of that one article that did print, it really stuck. Like, that's why his reputation, like, precedes him. Like, there's so many things. Like, bro, the DEA was after him, or AT, I think it was DEA. When I first heard these stories, when I was first coming up in the music game, um, the you know the people that were like doing the cheese man you know yeah man yeah Jay Prince man he got to roll a certain way and they follow him to the ranch and they harassing them and they pulled him over for nothing they were trying to kill him I'm like bro you telling me uh, 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 there's rogue DEA agents that just go on these little fucking side quests <laughs> they go on these side quests and they get that somebody pay, like doing hits yeah or 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 sprinkling some dope in somebody's car. So anyway, y'all can go read the book. I'm not gonna fucking spoil the whole story, but um That sounds like a great book. It's yeah, it's insane. But and there's an audiobook too, and he, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. But uh but anyway, um my point is <laughs> Democrats be up in the churches. I like how you use
1: the uh <laughs> the side quest mm-hmm. analogy that we were talking about yesterday. They just taught me a new word on the What Did You Say podcast,
2: new episode dropping this Monday, brand new episode. And uh we also talked a lot about music, and I wanted to say that uh, for one, thank you for recommending those albums because, you know, I've always had a pretty, uh, like, because I'm a music nerd, I've had a pretty broad uh, exposure and mm-hmm. interest in a variety, anything from classical to heavy metal, like, but I ain't no heavy metal expert, right? Sure. So I got to really have a homework assignment. Y'all go listen to the What Did You Say episode where we talk about this. But, like, Rob gave me a homework assignment. One of them was uh, Pantera. I listened to the deluxe version, the live tracks on the deluxe version. I was like, holy shit. And I recommend any young producer out there, any young producer out there, here's my whole point. Any young artist, any young songwriter, any young rapper, make it a point Maybe even join the Discord and we could start having this musical exchange because we have a crazy playlist. Like folks in the Discord, they're music lovers, and it's like ten thousand songs. Yeah. Oh, I gotta put this. But like, if we do this like as a reading club, book club, like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to go listen to what Rob had uh, assigned to him, or that's a great idea, or whatever, right? So every producer and youngster out there, expand your repertoire, do the homework because your next best, biggest hit. Might be inspired by some Beatles shit, or you might have got an idea of how certain bands use melody, or you might structure your beats. It might be a hip hop song, mm-hmm. but you might get inspired from some heavy metal shit where like, I like how the drums switch up after every four bars, and I'm going to make sure my beats build up. It's yeah. like Waka Flocka and, and his producers like Southside and, and all these cats, you could tell they have a heavy metal too. Oh, yeah. The crunk is like the other side of the coin a heavy metal.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I was also, and we talked about it there. Well, I won't spell it all either, but I was telling you, when it came to Outcast because he assigned me Outcast and Nas, Illmatic, and then uh, was it Southern P- Playeristic Cadillac music? Yes, and mind you, Rob, Robert was four when these <laughs> albums came out. So he was four years old when these albums came out. That's true. I was four when all of them
2: came out, the ones I recommended to you. I know, and that tripped me out. I was telling my soul last night. I was like, can you believe this motherfucker assigned me some albums that came out when he was four?
1: I'll, I told you I, I was headbanging in diapers. Like that's what I was exposed uh, when to. When did when did you uh, catch on to them two albums? By like, What grade? By that I was probably ten. By age ten, you yeah, were I was already listening jam- to Cowboys from Hell. Yeah. Oh wow, that's that's badass. Anyway, go yeah, on. on the bus, you know, the people that had like the tapes and stuff in the back of the bus, the high schoolers at that point, which were my brothers were ten years older than me, so they were already out of school, but like they were still kids, obviously in high school. Mm-hmm. Every. High school class has that kind of shit. But anyway, uh, no, I, my only exposure to Outkast, honestly, and like most people know Andre 3000. You say the name, people are like, oh yeah, Outkast, right? Mm-hmm. Even though they don't really give, uh, is it Big Boy? Oh, yeah, Big Boy and the crew, Organized Noise. So you know the pop star CeeLo,
2: CeeLo Green? Yes, of course. You know he's on that album. Is he? Yes. No. He, he came from that same crew. They were just rappers and he... You know he he'd be the one that kind of sang. He like me and my family moved to an apartment. Oh, I didn't complex. even look at the name. But uh, he's th- a, he's on a you got to get up, get out and get something. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. That's most. He get high. Yeah, yeah. he got to get, as Rob doing his homework. Hundred percent. Don't spend all your time trying to
1: get high. Yeah, dude, it was good. So my my whole thing was that all I really knew about Outcast would have been like, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. And then yeah. what else came around that time? Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Like. That was it. No one ever yeah, said, you gotta I like go... the way you move. Right, right. Which is
2: nothing like their early stuff. And guess what? Who sang the hook on I like the way you move? Sleepy Brown. Sleepy Brown is also a member of that Organized Noise crew, which is like the Wu-Tang of Atlanta. Mm. So it's this organized crew. You still got Goody Mob. You know what I mean? You still had... Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on all the other groups, but the producers were Organized Noise, mm. and they were getting that big money record deal shit. Like, they were... Like before Atlanta became like the super, super hot spot for fucking music, the music business, obviously you had LaFace Records, uh, L.A. Reed and Babyface. So they were kind of like the kings of it. And, you, and then you started hearing like Key Sweat. All this shit was out. Uh, you were probably made to Key Sweat, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if he was out in 89.
1: But anyway, finish saying what you were saying. Well, no, it was just, it was, it was cool because like we talked about on what he said, like there's just something about certain music that makes you stop what you're doing. And there was some of the songs on that Outcast album versus, and I'm just trying to compare the two because those were my assignments. I didn't get a lot of that from the Nas album. It was just a totally different sound. It's straight up New York. Uh, it's a lot slower. It's a lot more lyrically serious, if that makes sense. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Compared yeah, to what yeah, that yeah. Outcast was, oh, so oh. I just I, I don't know. I guess I gravitated more to the Outcast stuff. I'm I'm surprised. You know what? You got to do. Here's the next assignment. You
2: got to go back and watch that episode of Ozark that had Killer Mike in it, mm-hmm. and it's when uh, they focus on Roots' character and her. Oh, when
1: they're in the diner. Well, she's she's up to a lot of
2: things. She mm-hmm. there's a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Great show. You got to go back and watch that episode because. So many different tracks from Nas-O-Matic are sprinkled throughout. So she might be driving, and it just sets the tone. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, so basically Ruth is a Nas fan, Mm. and this particular episode, the way it was written, it was like an homage. Mm. So it was very a smart way to template out the script by basically saying, okay, when we focus on Ruth, part of the thumbprint is some of her favorite music. What could that be? Let's just say nauseomatic. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Maybe she was in high school at that time. Da da da. Whatever. I don't even know how the fuck.
1: Oh yeah, she was listening to it on her iPod, right? It she was had her just,
2: it was in. throughout the entire episode, right, I remember From now. like start to finish. So now, now that you've actually sat and like did the homework. Yeah. Uh, the same way I did my homework.
1: I, I found it super beneficial, honestly. Like it kind of just started off as a as a little bit of a of a jokey bit, but that's actually a really good thing, I think, for everybody to do. Like you, everyone's got that cousin who's got the complete opposite taste, or even siblings got complete opposite taste. Like you should really take the time if you're a music lover. Yeah. If, I know, like a handful of people that are like I don't like music. I fucking hate those people. Weird, it's super weird.
2: It's the best way I could describe it. Sorry to interrupt. Is it's like a different strain. So you might have. It's just a different. You sometimes you got to do that especially like with me right now mm-hmm. jamming the heavy metal in the and li- the live version too like dun 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 dun. Yeah. it's almost like hey chingo we're going to take your brain right you had all this hip hop on there that you preferred and you always gravitated to and obviously I listen to other shit too I'll throw in some country from time to time or like a lot of gospel just random stuff right and if my kid's in the car, it's the Wednesday Netflix series playlist. So, uh, nah, 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 nah. even the little one, she's one and a half, and she walks around the house. If you play it, she's like, hey, say, I'm going to praise, 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 when I pray, pray, pray. That's the remix. We ain't finna have no occult. Don't be having Jen Ortega out here. I, I, I got y'all out here playing the Ouija board. Next thing you know, you part of the kink world, and we don't know what's going on. But um, anyway, it's like my brain. Was like, hey, dude, we're gonna just dust this off. It's almost like, like psilocybin in a way. Like, you're gonna take your brain and dun, 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 dun. you're training your eardrums to some other shit. Like, so now you. It's gonna put you in a different uh, mode. So now, them kettlebells this morning? Oh, different level. Bitch! Lightweight. (laughs) (laughs) Lightweight. What you want? (laughs) Lightweight. (laughs) Thrusters. (laughs) 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 The one handed bitches. The one hand pullbacks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right by the ear, right? Those are called putazos. I like it. It's a
2: kettle putazo.
1: Dude, drop in the comments your favorite. Give us your two favorite artists. Like, from whatever. Is. if you're a hip-hop head if you're a heavy metal person if you're a, a reggae you know we talked like sublime and bob marley from whatever yeah because um, the shit trips me out because i I'd be like rob you fuck with bob marley he's like yeah uh not my cup of tea and all the songs that you know, <laughs> like, all the songs he mentioned were like department store songs that i'd heard like so to you that's what i'm saying to you like the at
2: the point in time where you first experienced bob marley by then he had already been dead right, forever long, long he's run. already he had already been iconic because any um Any swap meet, carnival, uh, it could be on the Indian Reservation. It could be the state fair. You're going to see a vendor with some Tupac shit and some Bob Marley shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's going to be a bandana, a blanket, a a this, a a picture frame. Like at any state fair, anywhere there's little vendors, that's how iconic. So to you, he's the guy that plays the uh, department store music. (laughs)
1: I shot the sheriff,
2: but I did not shoot the deputy. Eddie Murphy has a great joke about
1: that. No, no joke. Uh, Speaking of Eddie Murphy, it's not on today's topics. We have a ton of articles to get to, and we're gonna spread them over all of our episodes. So subscribe on iTunes if you want the bonus, the way the patrons get it. But he said he had a joke last night. I guess the Golden Globes were last night or the day before Uh yesterday, and he had some joke about the three uh, keys to success. Did or the blueprint to success. One was like, you know, he has this like this almost like semi-serious setup, and he's like. I got do these three things, pay your taxes, mind your own business, and keep Will Smith's wife's name out your mouth. You know? oh. But he like built up on it and like started yelling towards the end of it. It was funny. It was a See, you don't, I mean, I don't know if you understand, bro. I'm waiting for him to make a comeback because I, I, but did you, I can go back and appre- I can go back to try to appreciate what you saw at the time, but I don't know if it's going to hit the same. Okay, so you haven't seen much no. Eddie Murphy stand-up. I haven't seen Raw or Delirious. I haven't seen it. My, my, honestly, only things that have gone viral over the like couple last couple of years on like TikTok and shit, which I can't even remember the bits to, I can't remember a, an Eddie Murphy bit the way I can like recite a Cat Williams bit. Yeah, yeah.
0: <clears throat>
2: yeah, it's definitely gonna hit different because it was like the '80s and shit. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> but I want to see him come out in that red, you know, suit and shit, jacket and whatever. <sighs> Hopping out the helicopter. I mean, top of the
2: world, bro. Yeah. Super rock star. Like, like, on some Michael Jackson of comedy type shit. Just super next level. You know, I mean, it was like, you know. That changed it, your life. It's it, it, it like, no, like, no, I'm saying like, how big, mm. like, how humongous. Talking about you're in all the big movies and you left the biggest show, Saturday Night Live. You were the show, you saved the show. Real talk. If it weren't for Eddie Murphy, that show was already about to go under. Mm. And then he said, "Cut the cameras on. I'm about to do some shit." And uh, like, and just the biggest draw when it came to like any late night stand up Johnny Carson appearance. He's going young Eddie doing a little bit of stand up. So young. Uh, I can't remember how old he was when he like literally was like. I think he was doing stand up in the clubs at sixteen. And I think, like, by the time maybe he was nineteen or something, he was hopping out of helicopters, doing fucking stadiums, like movie and theaters. Didn't nobody nobody had that. Y'all could fact check me. Kevin Hart might have did it now. Shout out to Kevin. That's probably like, you know, it's just apples and oranges because he's. It's like, it's like Jordan. Yeah, it's like Eddie Murphy, Jordan, the GOAT. And it's like, okay, you Kevin Durant. You the shit. You know, I don't want to be like, ah, the ching bling Carver. <laughs> Kevin Durant's dope. But, like, you know, Kobe, um, LeBron, uh, somebody. How old was he doing stadiums, you said? He might have been, like, 23 or Damn. something. Like, humongous arenas. I mean, t- on top of the world. Um, Like, just think, like, just almost picture, like, Floyd Mayweather. Like, mm-hmm. private jet-type shit, you know, with his boys and... Uh, on all the big, all the big films, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, that was a fucking humongous banger. Uh, Trading Places. Did uh, see
0: Trading Places? You
2: might want to put that trailer, um, maybe on one of these other episodes. But hey. That's premium content. Yeah,
1: but go on. Won't get dinged but by fucking on. YouTube and shit. No, so to wrap up, the, just to put a pin in the music stuff, um, I appreciate those two. Uh, those those are, they contrasted each other very well. So whenever you think of another two, I think I like the the, the contrast. It wasn't like East West because Outcast was Atlanta, right? Yeah, Atlanta. Yeah. So it's not the same as like having assigned me something from the West Coast versus like Nas. But I'm sure you'll get to it. Uh, and then you listen to Metallica too, which you didn't talk about that at all, but on the podcast much because mm-hmm. they also contrast pretty heavily yeah. metallica and pantera and I,
2: I i'm just i'm still on pantera bro i'm, I'm not gonna switch
1: back to metallica just yeah. yet that's that's what's up man i think that's great uh cowboys from hell is probably one of the best albums ever and that one album like you know it 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 was impactful as hell and then obviously don bag dies and he gets shot on stage by a crazy fan oh i did not know that yeah I have to. I pull up the video, maybe off off podcast, but some, some shoot, lunatic bro. goes up, shoots him in the head at a oh concert. God. Yeah. Oh, well, I, so I didn't even know that. I want to go to the. I, that's one of the things I haven't done. It's up in Dallas where he was buried. Like I just want to go and just yeah. be there, take a picture, kind of like take it in or whatever. Yeah. Crazy shit. But the Metallica Ish. part, like, so I don't know when or where, and if I do, I don't know if I'll say it. But my brother, I don't know. Did I tell you the well, the Christmas present my brother got me? What was it? We're, we're going to go see Metallica this year oh word yeah and right. Pantera's opening up for them this year yes so they how, got how they doing it without the- zach wild uh from uh you know he's played with ozzy he's played with a bunch of other bands mm-hmm. what the, i'm fucking losing his band's name but regardless what instrument is that guitar he played guitar and who's lead singer phil i forgot phil's last name phil still got a voice okay yeah when is this and where is this so metallica's touring for the next two years it's been a long time they're releasing a new album for the first time in i don't know how many years they have their latest single just came out uh it's it's good it it goes back to it sounds like late 80s early 90s metallica so fans are fucking crazy about it they like it and uh yeah so he got me tickets we're gonna go see him and how um, many
2: people are gonna be more psyched about pantera than metallica
1: i don't know that's a good question it's (laughs) it's exciting to see like that's a pretty cool duo just in general like, so I, this might be the last time you ever get to see a duo like that. So a lot of the tickets have already sold out. Like the Fort Worth shows are already sold out. So where are y'all going to go see them? I think we're going to go to New York, believe it or not. Oh. <laughs> oh, big baller. So he, he took everything. He took care of everything for me or for us. Um, and it just so happens that the Astros are going to be playing. So I think we're going to try to catch a weekend where it's Astros and Metallica. Okay. Y'all trying to make like a, um, a rom-com basically yeah like two brothers yeah on a trip honestly it's exactly what it is because him and my him and our other brother always go like they always go do the kind of trips it's like and, and then the flights are down and canceled dude. so it's like turns into a road trip <laughs> it's like planes trains and automobiles redux dude this summer two yeah. brothers yeah go on tour uh but yeah so that's fucking it was cool wow super excited like i Beyond excited, Hey, man, you got to live stream that whole man. Send me the link. <laughs> I will. I'll do it. Send me the link. I'll put it on IG.
2: I, I'd be the one that's like more concerned with Pantera at the moment, to be honest. That's like, cool. I remember when um, my sister, uh, Pat, she's 10 years older than me. I, I was real young, so she took me to this concert, 97.9, the box had. Mm-hmm. It was like Lil' Kim. First of all, I, ain't, I had no business looking at Lil' Kim okay, dropping Dro- drop the hot pocket like that <laughs> uh, out here in front of my family members. Uh, I think it was like Lil' Kim... Uh, uh, maybe like Scarface, Too Short. Somebody's probably looking up a flyer. What year did that right. 7 nine the box? But it was like one of them arenas. Like it was big, right? It was a big event because there was a lot of big stars. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, opening up, apparently somebody I had ne- never really heard of at the time, Master P. And I remember it was some some uh, some people right in front of us in the row. And the dude, he was just like, not concerned with none of this New York-ass shit. And none of this old bullshit. Y'all got up here 979. He kept saying, "We want to see Percy. Come on, man, bring Percy out. Where is Percy at?" Damn, I can't wait to see Percy. I'm like, "Who the fuck is Percy?" Master P. Really? So, he was already bubbling just with a you know how like this Pantera Metallica t- type of thing. Yeah. And there's been a lot of instances where like I mean, I've been in that situation on um, probably both ends of the coin, you mm-hmm. know. Uh like as a young up and coming person that's buzzing and they got like some big name people that hey you got some diehards that are like y'all don't know about this the one we got to get there early you know what i mean but they put him early in the fucking lineup because they don't know what they are doing but this the motherfucker we it's just like a different sound a different texture
1: Mm, that's crazy Mm -hmm. so up and coming master p yeah super up and coming master p for for
2: all we know he threw the concert just so he could have some stage time
1: (laughs) that's dope man uh, well, this has been a first uh, fun half of the podcast. I love talking about this shit. Uh, maybe on the premium episodes. We'll we'll put cuz you know, guys, it's hard to do this on the free ones because you get dinged everywhere. YouTube, fa- Facebook, Instagram and stuff. You can't really play videos and trailers. They, depon- they demonetize stuff and they just, you know, give you strikes and shit on your channel. So if yeah. you like that kind of stuff, it is on the premium episodes from time to time. But what's uh before we move on to actual news stories for the day, what's a vi- do you like you like music videos, right? Like you used mm-hmm. to appreciate, like oh, I used to be a big fan of like Hype Williams and okay, I would nerd out. I think that's shit. what I I would like to do next is like like I was starstruck being around Hype Williams. That's like. I think there are videos that also kind of transcend time or that are just super impactful that people should watch because they're not the same. Like, we really don't make music videos the way they used to. Mm -hmm. They used to have million-dollar budgets. Yeah, so I don't know of those kind of million-dollar budgets that were from the the 90s. Airframe anytime, honestly, that you think is impactful. Yeah, I think you did. I think if you saw, like, when you were a kid and you
2: saw, like, Kid Rock, My name is Kid. That's true, yeah, ball with the ball. yeah, Yeah, they spent money on, like... I mean all these boy bands that were out at the time your Britney Spears stuff mm-hmm. your NSYNX and all that um, all that shit 98 Degrees like just name anything that was on TRL mm-hmm. if you saw TRL mm-hmm. you saw granted a lot of that money kind of got like it was an invoice it was a way to fuck artists I was too. gonna say to the artists it was a way to fuck it, it probably a lot of times it's kind of hard to explain we don't want to go down to some technical uh, entertainment math mm-hmm. but basically uh, on paper Yes, they cost it over a million dollars. Damn. Yes. It was probably a way to keep the artist in debt.
1: In check, too, right? In
2: debt, really, and in check, because a broke artist is an obedient artist. Right. Just like if they take your gas stove away, you really fucking boo-boo the fool. You know, I told you the lights went out on us, (laughs) and I'm like, fuck, I got to fuck with this generator and turn off the breaker and put the tape here and and plug in and make sure I don't get electrocuted. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But or, or blow the circuit and now the fridge don't work. Daddy, why is the fire alarm going off again? Oh my god, bro! <laughs> uh, so perfect kind of conversation. Everything we've talked about. I, I have just thoughts or a question on your thoughts of the term the Matrix. Just based off the last three years, the political climate, just the, the country, even though honestly the world right now, Russia, Ukraine, you know, China, everything. What do you think of when you hear the term Matrix these days? And how does it like? How does it hit? Does it hit a certain way? <clears throat> I, I guess I don't really
2: like I don't pay attention to it too much it doesn't like oh my god I strike a chord but mm. but right now if I'm forced to kind of like think about it it's kind of like um, it is trippy like at this point based on what we've seen the level of involvement of like intelligence agencies and their tentacles in everything from big tech and just all the collusion and the fact checking and the, you know, flat earth is a theory that is, has been proving false by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Therefore, the CDC now advises you go get boosted for the holidays or whatever. Right. Like your little your little disclaimers, big tech, they don't hit the same. Yeah. It's like everybody overplayed their hand. They went from. Like uh, like for example Neil deGrasse Tyson. I was gonna say you got to recommend uh, that video. He's on the Patrick Bet David mm-hmm. uh, show, and basically they got me with the clickbait and the thumbnail, and basically Patrick Bet David that's his mm-hmm. name, right? He's basically like pushing back to Neil deGrasse Tyson, saying like, but but they said it was going to be this effective. Can we say now that based on the data and the actual science that you know he's just kind of like trying to yeah. challenge. And Neil deGrasse is like, "Uh, you don't, you don't, you don't understand. This guy, does he know, does he know what science (laughs) is? This guy doesn't know what, no, look, you have to look the way, there's a system, all right? And it is, it was tested. He's like, tested by who, how? It it takes five, 10 years. You know, is he Armenian? Uh, uh, Iranian, Iranian. Oh, from Iran. Okay, he's Persian. So basically, he's a... He's just like, it takes five to ten years, and how is it this six months, nine months? It's out already. You, you know? And he's just like, um, it was tried. And see, it, it was tuned to the first strain of the thing, and then it evolved. And see, what you don't understand is, cause, and it's like, motherfucker, you a TV, you a little TV
1: fucking, you just there to say, go get your boost. It's unfortunate because... So, Chinga posted it in the Discord, and uh, I had to watch it just because as of late... And as of late, I mean probably last two, three years. <clears throat> anytime Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson, has done a podcast, he's the most combative motherfucker on the podcast. He wrote, I didn't even listen to the most recent Rogan he was on. I couldn't do it. It's, just, it's not fun anymore. When he first came on the scene years ago, and he was doing like the Star Talk podcast which I don't know if he still does and he had that show that came out on Fox about you know the fucking stars and shit it was kind of cool I was like oh this, he makes it very interesting mm-hmm. and then it just got to his head man it got to his motherfucking head oh no but uh <laughs> there's a clip from five years ago on YouTube and it's
2: <laughs> it's basically uh, it's basically the name of the, the, the clickbait is like um Eddie Bravo talks Flat Earth with Joe Rogan or something right yeah and it's literally an intervention like it, it doesn't like it's from five years ago, right? Yeah. So we've learned a lot about how some of these three-letter agencies, or like, like wait, because you know Joe kept telling Eddie, like, come on, man, you telling me we really didn't? You telling me the moon ain't come? Eddie, I can't do this anymore, Eddie. Like, yeah. stop. We're really concerned. And Shab's there, like, dude, I think he's really pushing back on you because you're so influential. He's, and Bravo's like, it's just dangerous the way you're. Thinking. Rogan saying that. Rogan, yeah. yeah. Rogan saying, like, it's it's really uh, dangerous because a lot of young kids look up to you, man. Like, just, hey, inter- stop. Right. And Eddie's like, I mean, you know, sorry that I'm cynical. Sorry I have my doubts. He's like, I'm skeptical because they, why would you fake six moon landings? And he's like, Eddie, you know, if I had Neil deGrasse Tyson on here, are you willing to debate? And he did. And he's like, hey, that guy's a paid shill. Like Eddie dismissed it from then. <laughs> oh, they just pay these people off to be out there like fucking, uh, yeah, dude, there's, you know, the worth is round or whatever. And they fucking get paid. They're sellouts. And Eddie's and then uh, Joe Rogan's like, Joe Rogan's like, um, Eddie, it's Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's an astro fucking physicist, bro. Like, the way you're approaching this is wrong. Neil deGrasse Tyson was he hosted the show to Cosmos and they had he's an educator like yourself and they had him on TV and he did well and they brought him back and you're telling me he's just some paid guy
1: that's that's being propped up by the algorithm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like during that time, Rogan had a, lot of, had a couple of clips. The, the Crowder one was probably before that when he went ham on the weed. And then there's been other instances where he kind of fights back on certain topics. But it was weird to see it with Eddie at that time because they're literally best friends, right? They played a video of him uh, at Metamorphos, you know, winning against a Hoyler. And Rogan starts to cry. It was so impactful to him, right? But to go back to that clip, it like it's like you it makes you think like what made Rogan go off so hard? Like he's saying, like, you know, young young men or young people look up to you. Like if anybody's a tenth planet freak, you know, like shout out to everybody in California, all, all of the tenth planet freaks out there in San Diego, they're not worried about Eddie Bravo's thoughts on Flat Earth and you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, they're if, into that shit. If you're trying to master the system, I mean it's kinda like you there
2: to learn the art of joint destruction and strangulation. You know what I'm saying? Like, you trying to peep these warm-ups. Like, the system. Are you
1: a 10th planet freak now? Can I call you a 10th planet freak? I mean,
2: freak? the system seems to be... I mean, just the warm-ups alone. I don't know why nobody ever broke this shit down to me. I had to kind of fucking stumble across. Like, nobody ever said, like, bro, do you understand what these warm-ups are? <laughs> like, it's always just in passing. Like, oh, do you know the warm-ups? No. Oh, okay, well, we're going to do this instead. And, you know, when I'm visiting stuff and... Nobody ever broke down. It's these warmups are like sentences where you're going from one particular position through transitions of what each player is Mm -hmm. more than likely to do so that you can end at a really good position, like probably a submission. And it's like this sentence you can put together and it's like a shit ton of them. And it's like nobody ever explained to me like, bro, it's like choreography. If you memorize this shit it's like you're trying to do your dance move, to, but the person's trying to stop you in a way, and you're just figuring out all the possible paths of being stuck inside control or going to this or whatever.
1: Yeah. So it's fucking powerful. It is. It's so funny that you've nerded out so hard. You know, I knew you liked it, and you were going to continue to like it, but you have really gravitated to jiu-jitsu, like learning the ins and outs of it. Yeah, it's pretty dope. And there's so many other systems, too, or other, like I guess, techniques that I think would like you... would would pique your interest like uh there's a bunch of legends out there that i mean mastering the, the whole 10th planet thing is, is awesome and it's fantastic but then you have like other dedicated geek guys that have their own thing mm-hmm. right oh yeah somebody that can teach the 50 it's a universe super huge mm-hmm. wide universe but somebody that can teach like the 50 50 well or like jeff glover that does like his donkey guard have you ever seen a no. jeff glover video it's crazy no. i don't even know if he still teaches that or does that but there's some people that have figured out some wild shit to do in jujitsu you're like how the there's fuck there's a lot there's a lot of science and physics yeah Toilet. all leverage like pressure
2: like yeah. how are you going to apply pressure to this person's chest are you going to do it this way you're going to lay down like this on them you know what i'm saying what applies more pressure are you going to have your foot on the mat eating up half your weight
1: yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying how heavy can you be on yeah how heavy can you make your knee on their pinche panza we we reference Bmac all the time that was one of the best things i, I took one of his seminars in beaumont and that was it like when you're like be be a dead basically a dead body on them like make them carry your weight and he teaches you how to do something so simple like oh make them carry weight oh i got it like no you don't got it this is how and it's just like oh shit like details i I told you
2: bro like when i was i'm still green i'm Mm. still super fucking green but um for the i tell you for the first time ever when i was visiting 10 planet vegas and there was two newbies like newer than me Mm -hmm. i was even my technique ain't even all that like, I have a very limited vocabulary in this shit. But I was able to do stuff to him where it'd frustrate him. It'd wear them out. They were so fucking tired. And even um, even one time at Urban Jungle, only because that particular student, he didn't really do the jujitsu as much. Like, so I was just doing certain shit. Like, basically, both his shoulders were pinned to the mat. I'm putting all my weight on his chest. And he doesn't understand. So afterwards, when we got up, he was like, damn, man. He was like, damn, bro. If... if, if we was really fighting man you'd have got me and it's just like i wanted to say like it's only because i'm using a particular technique that you're not aware you you needed to not be on both shoulders yeah and you were getting really
1: fucking tired make you feel like a good big dog you know helping him out like you know what i'm saying you know sometimes you got two stripes you know you got to be big homie hell yeah what's up what's up player You, you how long you been training uh all right check it out so We got about 15 minutes left on this uh, public episode. We're going to hit a lot of stories on the future episodes. But since I mentioned the Matrix, I feel like I'm going to play this clip. You know the Earn Your Leisure podcast. We've talked about it before. They got some pretty Uh good content. uh They posted a video yesterday that was, I don't know, I took it as very odd. And I want to get your take on it because it kind of talks about the Matrix, the middle class, and that kind of stuff. And we're seeing an attack like no other on the middle class as of late, right? Mm. So let me play this for you quick and get your take on it. Make sure the audio is right for you here. You never really realize you're in the matrix. Whoa, 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 whoa. Got two videos playing
2: here. Oh, here the planes are back up. I know, right? You
3: realize you're in the matrix until you break out of the matrix. Wow. And um, you know, 19 Keith has said something, and I actually looked it up on YouTube, and it's actually true where they did a research study where they took flies and they put them in a jar. Mm-hmm. And um, they put a they put a cap on a jar. And the flies obviously can only fly as high as the cap, the lid. When they took the lid off, they still only flew as high as the lid, even though the lid was off. That's interesting. But what's even more interesting is that when they had children, their children only flew as high as the invisible lid because they were already programmed, and that that's only as high as you can go. So, you know, it's interesting. That, like, so many different things when I think about it, and you probably don't even realize these, these things happen, but mm-hmm. you ever heard, like, parents tell their children, like, you just went, You just played yesterday. You just had fun yesterday. You just had a party yesterday. Like you can only have fun one day out of the week. You can yeah. only have a party one day. Like I had a family. Like I took my son to to dinner in the city for his birthday. His birthday was on a Tuesday, and somebody said, "Like, well, why are you taking him to the city on Tuesday? Like, why don't you just take him on the weekend?" And I'm like, "Well, because his birthday is on Tuesday." But that's the whole mentality of like. Low. Let's just wait till the weekend, because we're working and we gotta get up. Like I say that to say, you really have to break out of the middle class mindset because this is detrimental. And the the most dangerous thing that America ever did was create a middle class because when you create a middle class, you you create some level of comfort because you're not in poverty, right? Mm-hmm. You're not in poverty, so you think that you actually are living the American dream. You're, you're not. You're really not. Mm-hmm. And it's like that mindset is so detrimental because there's so many limiting factors that go into play here, right? Where it's like, you got to wait to the weekend to do things. And you can only like, you ever hear somebody say like, you just came back from a trip. Why are you traveling so much? Mm-hmm. Well, why not? Well, why not? Why am I not traveling so Some much? For. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why am I not? Tra- it's, it's a lot of these things that you have to be extremely careful to other kind of people that you're around because these kind of limiting words develop, habits in your subconscious and then you feel bad about it you like you you feel guilty about going on a trip you feel guilty about going out two nights in a row you feel guilty about going to the city on tuesday like you start to like rail it back a little bit like no, i'm doing too much let me let me pull back but at the highest level there's no limitations and I, i'm speaking from firsthand experience because i see it so when we in dubai or abu dhabi on a wind, nobody knows whether it's wednesday or saturday or sunday it doesn't matter it's just living life yeah. It doesn't matter it really doesn't Nobody says it's four o'clock in the morning. What are you doing out? Nobody says it's six o'clock. You have to get up. There's, there's really no rules in life. At the highest level, there's no rules. Rules are only for middle class and poor people. Rich people don't have any rules. They make their own rules. It's like the matrix. I'm glad he said rich people, not white people. <laughs> because,
2: yeah, for sure. Because he's being a, a real big homie and he's giving people the game in a way like using the metaphor of the flies Mm -hmm. in a way that's digestible to where folks can listen i mean they have a huge
1: following so obviously i mean tons of people are like yo
2: i'm trying to figure out real estate and
1: vending machines and all this shit so the message i think was good and i just think he kind of like they kind of fumbled on how to explain it because in the comments too they're like this kind of hit little little strains like what's wrong with having like a middle class like the middle class is important for the country like a lot of the Mm -hmm. you know the wealthy wouldn't have what they have if it wasn't for the production and efforts of the middle class who got out of poverty you know what i mean like it's a whole system thing and i'm sure Juan McSoner, once he hears this can educate everybody more in the discord of why having that mentality is pretty like... Because con- considering assets over liabilities is their whole thing, like that's their lo- their brand or whatever, that's what the middle class strives for, is, is obtaining assets, not necessarily fucking being a billionaire, you know what I mean? Uh, So basically, you took it as
2: you're hating on the middle class and the middle class is important to America.
1: Yeah, it is. It's the backbone of America, for sure. Okay. It, it was just strange I, to me, you know? Well, I, mean, I, th- I honestly
2: feel that sometimes words like middle class, like people interpret what you're saying. So I I think it's very open to
1: interpretation. It is. And the comments are interesting too. If you guys don't follow Earn Your Leisure, I mean, they're cool. They got great content for real estate and finance or whatever, but in the comments, like here's the perfect example of contrast. One person was like, to quote a great uh, woman by the name of Beyonce, I've never seen the ceiling I can't smash and that's to blue or like whatever quote, I guess to what's her daughter. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was more like, uh, you need the middle class in order to have the means of production for some of the things. You know, it was these like the comments themselves are going against each other. I The way I took it was, he's basically saying, stay aspirational and don't settle
2: from, totally. from some of the illusions. If he would have elaborated more, because it was kind of edited. Mm-hmm. What if he had added, what if he would have added this? To many people, the definition of middle class is having the big car note and having the the, the two-story house in the burbs and and making sure you still could have the Louis purse and you got to have a foreign car or whatever, right? If he would have said, however, a lot of times a lot of that is debt. It's mm-hmm. it's just very leveraged and you're not as liquid and you're not really owning, owning. You just got the Cadillac Escalade, but you're making these expensive-ass payments because you're trying to floss in your G-Wagon right. or whatever, right? If he would have maybe elaborated more and said, you know, to many people, the mirage of the middle class really, to me, looks like a lot of debt and you trying to flex for your neighbors. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then maybe you would have said like, oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that that is uh, often place." And I, the way I took it is he's basically saying don't settle, you know, because there's levels. There's another level you don't know right. that where you could be more free. And you're capable of that by using like, for example, like, you know, there's the gig economy and new digital media and you can maybe work from your laptop in Costa Rica
1: on the beach. Right. But you
2: have a marketing firm and you, you got virtual assistants. It's almost like the four hour uh, work week.
1: Right. And in that in the same conversation, this is a PBD, Patrick David's um, sidekick and co-host on some of the shows has another take on this. I'll just play because it it's in, you know close to what we're talking about here.
0: Owning a house and buying a house and taking out a mortgage and taking on debt ain't all that it's cracked up to be. The Realtor Association of the World has done a great job of saying renting is throwing away money. Because that's <laughs> what the American dream was 50
3: years ago. Yeah. Buy a house, two-car garage, picket fence. The American dream today is economic freedom. Pick and choose wherever the hell you want to go. Keep it moving and stay flexible and keep your overhead low. Owning a
1: house. Yeah. It also makes sense, right? Depending on your stage in life and what your goals are. So the, the American dream has shifted quite a bit. Like it, it, there's a broader way to look at it with AI and computers and work from home and all this kind of shit. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. And also with more and more like you'll own less and be happy kind of thing, and, which I, I completely disagree with. I don't know if that shatters people's aspiration for things or if it encourages it because you don't necessarily need to acquire a lot. You know how Scott Adams is good at um, looking at the other
2: side of the coin and mm-hmm. like the nuance of the shit. He, he did a little dive into that you'll own nothing, be happy he said um, his argument is which uh, there might be a lot of holes in it. His argument is number one, like yes, that's a statement the World Economic Forum like platformed, but it's a quote from like somebody who maybe spoke at one of their fucking panels or some shit where the motherfucker Klaus Schwab come out in that space suit. <laughs> fucking Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, no mamas. <laughs> um so, so Scott Adams. Yeah, so basically he said it was a quote, and yes, they platformed it. He's like, he's like, but let me reframe it for you. He's like, what if you, know, you need a specific tool to do a thing at your house, and then the little fucking Amazon drone drops it off? Like, you rented it. You're never going to need that tool, probably for another three years, and it takes it back. He's like, you don't own it. You rented it. He's like, he's like, you're already doing a lot of that. It's like, technically, it's already. He's like, what? He said, another way to look at it is that's the trend. And that seems to be where we're headed and where most people are comfortable living. And he's like, and then I think, I guess the argument is like, well, motherfucker, it says own nothing. Like, do you want to like not even own your house or like...
1: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to throw that out. No, no, it's interesting. Uh, we're, dude, we're headed in some really crazy times. Well, not just economically, but like culturally. Mm. Like it feels, I mean, th- we got so much to get into with that uh, in future episodes here uh, later today, but... I just want to say that it feels like, or let me ask you, does it feel like things have kind of like tapered, not tapered off, but like are leveling for a little bit right now? Because we're in this like limbo year where there's not a lot of huge elections, like people are still railing against Trump and we're finding these documents on Biden. But like no machine, no political organization machine is like gassing people up right now. So it kind of feels like, oh, things are kind of like semi-normal, right? Mm. Does, that, does it feel that way? Yeah, because, like, uh, I know what you
2: mean. Basically, like, um, it went from all types of crazy shit ramped up, because election and all that, to, uh, well, this whole McCarthy thing. And is he good? Is he bad? Are they going to vote yeah. for him? What are they going to negotiate? What's he going to do? Is he a fucking rhino?
1: Yeah. And some it, people are like, is Trump a rhino? He gets some people to just kind of, like, stop. Is DeSantis
2: a rhino? No, but, I know everybody's
1: a goddamn rhino. It's just rhino. splintering and splintering. It is, it is. So it's going to, it's going to, it's got to boil around summertime when, like, ad campaigns and uh, you know all these political campaigns start gassing up uh, advertisements on TV and radio and shit, and all the attacks start coming out towards it. Already, it sounds weird, but the holiday season for this fucking year will be here before you know it. How fast are the years moving, Chingo, Now that you're in your forties, um, does it feel like it's accelerated? I don't, I don't know, man. Because we say that every year, we do. But I'm. But compared to what you would normally, uh, we literally say that every year. Like, oh my god, the year flew.
2: Oh my god, we're already in February, dude. Yeah. Valentine's <laughs> is here already. Like, and then next thing you know, it's like, dude, it's fucking St. Patrick's all day. Oh my god, dude, Easter. Oh my god, Mother's Day. You know, and yeah. it's like, dude, it's freaking summer. Where's the time going? It's like, bitch, it been moving the same.
1: <laughs> is it? Does it move faster on a flat Earth than a round Earth? No, nah, I think it really depends on like the individual's
2: perception. That's what I think. You know.
1: Okay. Like, if you're present, I don't know. That's the goal, right? Being present?
2: yeah, part of it.
1: So, last story for this episode. Did you hear the FFA grounded all U.S. domestic flights this morning? Yes, sir. Do you know why, by chance? Because I just caught the headline. <sighs> well, it was breaking news at the time. Well, basically, bro, it uh, depends on who you ask. Mm. Pete Booty Judge. What'd Pete Buttigieg
2: say? He um He was out there in, like, Europe getting ready for fucking Davos or some shit. And he on maternity leave again. Again? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and, um... And it, he took forever to fucking tweet in the morning, like respond. And, and basically his thing is like, oh, well, you know, the, uh, our department's going to make sure that, uh, you know, they software, it was a little glitch or something. And then they asked Biden, could it have been a cyber attack? He's like, we don't, we don't know if, it, you know, may, maybe it was. So it's like, he threw booty judge under the bus and we don't know, like, bitch. He said it could have been? He's like, well, you know, we're, over, we don't know. You know, wow. motherfucker answered and said like, could be, maybe it's Russia. I mean, y'all never heard of, like, what is it, next-generational warfare? And, and um, uh, what, how do the Chinese call it? Un-something un warfare? Unconventional? Unconventional, or, yeah. Is it unconventional? Fifth, fifth, fifth-generation warfare? Yeah. yeah, it's like unconventional. It's like, we're going to hit you from angles. Yeah. You know, we might flood your country with fentanyl. We might buy off some politicians, erode the border, uh, you know, buy off some universities, you know, donate a lot of money. Give a bunch of money to the Brooklyn Nets. You know what I'm saying? Give (laughs) give money to these universities. Let me see as we're talking what Uh, the Confucius uh, Institute, Confucius, yeah, fly people out to China. You know, start the indoctrination. Let's see. Uh, as we're recording
1: this, uh, let's see, four minutes ago. Shit, ramp up TikTok algorithm. Butt gig defends FAA's decision to ground flights after system outages four minutes ago on CNN. Fox reports, White House says no evidence of cyber attack Biden briefed on ground flights. It, okay. might, be, it might be. It might be. Could be. Why would you take why, like? Why would you put anything past anything at this point? Like People that don't have a little cynicism or a little skepticism these days... Bro, straight up NPC. Well, a lot of people
2: don't know, but not even beyond that. You don't even have to go so extreme as like, y'all motherfuckers NPCs. It's like, I some don't. people don't know we're at war. Mm-hmm. They have no idea.
1: They're like, why the fuck Chingle Bling's still doing this
2: punk-ass podcast? That's well, how they
1: see it. Yeah. Well, 40% of, li- of listeners, 40% of Americans aren't very politically engaged, at least. It's, and then the ones that think they are, are just fucking being psyoped and being lied to. Yeah, they're kind of
2: just... They're like, Neil deGrasse Tyson said... I should go get boosted. It's like, first of all, he's a round earther. (laughs) We ain't listening to him.
1: Son of a bitch. Talking about the science. Dude, he is very hard to listen to these days. Like, he can't. I don't know if he's ever said that like he was wrong, or that like you know you're right. Uh, maybe I need to reframe the way I think of it. I think Rob had his pom poms out for Neil deGrasse Tyson. I did, early on, dude. I was like, he makes stars cool. Like <laughs> I want to watch whatever the fuck is. Was it Cosmos? You said it earlier. Need spark- popcorn. And I was yeah. straight up. I was like, oh nice, the stars and the popcorn galaxies. with mustard. Fuck that disgusting mustard. Nah. Like <laughs> what is it? Yeah. I don't even know what it's called. It's got a weird name. It's some German. Yeah, some German. Straight shit. out of Germany. Straight out of the motherland of uh, whatever that's from. I don't like
2: it, dude. It's just not good. No,
1: it's all good. No, that that's a very distinct. No, I I could
2: see that, bro. It'll clean I, your sinuses out. I could definitely see like 9 out of 10 people saying That mustard is way too strong. Oh, okay, good. I don't feel. No, that's not. That's not an. That's a. That's some acquired taste shit. Yeah, that's super acquired taste. Just like if you gave someone like black bitter espresso versus chocolate milk with a little bit of a coffee in it, they're gonna be like, "Oh, this is this one's really good with some foam and
1: sprinkles and syrup and fucking peppermint and shit." Easy with the sound effects, buddy. It's a family friendly show. That's for the Patreon. (laughs) The not safe for work episodes. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> of course they're gonna
2: like that one they're gonna like that one instead uh. of just the oh shit fucking raw bean my g Whoa. straight raw
1: bean Whoa. going in raw bean nsf is for the premium
2: <laughs> subscribers <laughs> raw bean or how you like your coffee?
1: one hour and this is the highlight of the podcast for people That's right the now like big time th- yay for everybody stay to the end i like my black bitter ass coffee yeah i really fuck with uh one of my
2: go-tos uh, a lot of times at Starbu <laughs> or anywhere yeah, is just, man, just give me a dopio, my G. The fuck is that? It's just a two shot, double shot. Oh. And sometimes they throw it on ice. Sometimes you, you want it hot.
1: Yeah. Pipe it up. Pipe, it, Pipe up. it up. They be like, how you want it? Ice to hot. Pipe it up. Pipe it up. Oh, since we're on the subject, why did you send me that recycling article about K-Cups? Because it's all bullshit? It, it looked like a... It looked like a... Um, some type of civil lawsuit uh, said if you if you if you fuck with K Cups uh, yeah hit them it, up because it's like a multi, it's like a five out of whatever it was million billion five hundred trillion zillion dollars like Joe Biden would say and true if, true <laughs> and if you sign up to you know be a part of this class action law- lawsuit you'd get six dollars <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay
1: so I read through it too because I was like oh this is interesting but it was all about like recycling and like they weren't being honest with how they dispose of these things and then they can't take. I don't know if it's a full-size K-cup or like the Nespresso ones that are little because it's like not fucking recyclable. I'm like, this is bullshit. Oh, okay. Recycling in general is a psyop. Ask Eddie Bravo. For sure. And Sam M. All I'll, right, let's, send, the, the let's mm-hmm. send them off into the premium
2: episodes. Oh, whoa. If y'all want the premium, eh, you can't get past this red velvet rope. Hmm. Can't get past this red velvet rope. Uh, everything moving forward
1: is uh, strictly subscriber apple podcast subscriptions is it live it is live as of this as of one right now when this drops go to it it's live so folks can start saying i want the whole enchilada the whole enchilada and you get a free three-day trial and as actually as a matter of fact the first two episodes from the year are on itunes for subscribers and then these two for this week so you have all the 2023 premium ones available to you it sounds great sounds like a deal look into it
0: (laughs) traffic jams tailgating pile-ups